Sorry, I just put my uh, my thing on too, so we're rolling. So yeah, um, I think for me the main talking points, or I'm still interested in the morality and the ethics of killing an animal. Like that's still interesting to me, but I'm not at a place where I feel like I've addressed that yet. Like I'm not, or at least not acting. There's the plans. It's okay. Well, that's only the second one in like five minutes, so. Yeah, we'll be good. So, I'm more so right now interested in finding out if veganism is a solid move or is like the best move for the planet, you know, and for the economy. And all the evidence right now points to yes. Like, I, I, I think that I'm only helping by not consuming animal products, regardless of the morality of it. Like, independent of it being right or wrong, it seems like not eating animals helps a lot of things. Helps the planet, helps the economy, um, and of course reduces the suffering of these animals. Well, let's let's go back a little bit. Let's, let's ask the question, what, because like you and me both, we ate meat our whole lives growing up. Yeah. Hamburgers, hot dogs, bacon, prop, right? Like, yeah. you, you name it. We're just All like the, meat, the, classic, sure. the classic American diet. The same three or four dead animals. <laughs> yeah, with, without batting an eye. What in your life was, like, what, what shifted your, your attention? Like, what made you start asking yourself these questions? Uh, a lot of things. If I, I don't, I'm not sure if I could distill it down to one thing, but if I had to, it might be, um, the cumulative experience of having pets taking care of animals and also uh, having had psychedelic experiences. Or to reframe that, being in the presence of animals and connecting with the feeling and the energy of non-human life while in like a drug-induced state, it just uh, it has changed the way that I see animals and it's changed the hierarchy that I had previously, previously set up for like how important life is. Like, it was obvious to me that humans were the most important life form before some of these experiences. And now I'm not so sure. And now I think the lines that we draw in terms of the value of life are super arbitrary. Like, with our pets, like, we wouldn't want to eat dogs, right? Like, eating your dog is, a, for me, is like a gross thought. I would never eat my dog unless maybe I had to to survive. But even then, it would be horrible, right? You know? Um, so I, but we don't think twice about killing some other kinds of animals. So it's just weird. And other cultures are different, right? Like other cultures don't eat certain animals or don't kill animals that we kill or have a, these, you know, we kind of arbitrarily decide which animals are valuable and like us and we deserve our respect and kindness and which ones don't. Exactly. I, th- I think uh, what kind of, the, the big problem that, that in my opinion started to make this all kind of fucked up is the domestication of the animals like sure it made things very convenient and made meat a very available commodity to people but when we when you start to domesticate things like you you start you start to get like animals with similar behaviors to like your household pets like we're not talking about wild animals we're not talking about primitive people going out into the wilderness and hunting animals to survive we're talking about breeding animals artificially inseminating animals specifically for this purpose specifically for this purpose and breeding these like these animals are are are, these aren't wild animals these are domesticated animals these are domesticated animals with very similar if not higher 
intelligence than like the animals like your dog you know what I mean your cat they have personalities like if you go to a farm and you spend time with pigs or if you go oh, yeah. the, you know what I mean I've been, I've been to petting farms and I've looked in the eyes of of a cow you know what I mean yeah. and like and that that was one moment to me what 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 started to kind of get the dice like the the gear shifting in my mind was petting this cow looking at it in the in in the in the eyes and thinking to myself okay huh i used i used to often say to myself i no problem if i had to like i would totally for sure be able to kill the sand like kill an animal to to get my meat card if i if i had to kill an animal in order to eat meat for sure then I go to this petting zoo as a 21-year-old, and I look at this animal in the eye, and I'm like, you and me aren't so different. Right. You and me aren't so different. I think that might be the key realization that triggers this internal dilemma of whether or not it's acceptable to eat meat. And here we are already, like, uh, you know, like I said, it's like, I'm more, I said I was more focused on the environmental side of things, but... Maybe in truth that's more settled in my mind. Like it seems obvious to me why reducing my meat consumption helps the planet, helps the economy, ends a corrupt industry, ends suffering. But what about like the real morality? And when I say morality, I don't mean like objective morality, like should anybody be able to kill an animal or not? I just mean like for me, like this personal confrontation of like what does it mean, what is it going to mean or what would it mean for me to hunt and kill an, another animal? And the truth is, I don't know. I think that's something, it, maybe it sounds paradoxical, but it seems like it's something almost owed to the species from which I have eaten my entire life. Is that, oh, or let me, re, let me reframe it. It's almost like, if I'm ever going to meet eat meat ever again, and I already rarely do, I'm not like a proclaimed vegan, I would call myself plant-based, but if I'm ever to eat meat again and feel justified in doing so, I need to kill an animal first. And not the way you're saying, too. Not one that's been caged its whole life that's just waiting to get knocked out. I need to go and chase an animal and capture it, kill it, and eat it, and feel how that experience feels to me, or see if I can even bring myself to do that. Like, you know, see if when I go to do it, I'm like, no. No, I don't want to do it. I don't know. I don't know yet. Like, part of me is like, yeah, I could kill an animal. Another part of me is like, well, it depends how hungry I was. Like right now, maybe I'm like, nah, I won't kill that animal because I got a jar of peanut butter in the fridge and some toast over there. But like, what if I'd been starving for five days? Probably a lot more likely to kill the animal. That, that, and then the there's the question thing. of, does that change the morality of it? Like, if you have to kill an animal to survive, does that change anything? I don't know. So here's what I want to say. What I this kind of idea I want to explore. You said you wouldn't want to kill an animal that has been bred its whole life. It, like for for the specific purpose of dying and being consumed, and you want to just and you want to go and just skip right to the part of hunting a wild animal. I would argue it would be harder to kill a domesticated animal than to go. I feel like going and killing the wild animal is taking the easy way out. You know what I mean? Because you're yeah. not you're not you're not observing the little behaviors and the and the little personalities that this wild animal has. You're right. seeing you're seeing a primitive beast in nature. Uh, also. Sorry. No, you, no you, you can go for it. Also, as you're saying this, I'm realizing that 
hunting an animal in the wild is more fair to the animal because the ant like animals get hunted in the wild all the time that's their world and at least in the wild they have a a chance to escape right like we're playing by nature's rules um when you take the animal out of its habitat and enslave it which you know we've been using the term domestication but really that's a euphemism for slavery like this that's what these animals are is we contain them in cages and and uh, enslave them until we're ready to slaughter them which is much less fair to the animal so uh yeah i think you're absolutely right that if i'm going to face the brutality of the factory farming industry that i've been participating in blindly and ignorantly my whole life i wouldn't really be doing that by going out and just hunting the animal i would have to at the very least if not kill the animal myself that's been enslaved go and watch it happen go and see it happen from right in front of me you know watch the animal watch the fear watch the animal get scared and and witness its death and i've done that before but i think it would be different this time like I, and that was a shaping experience that story i told like it was kind of a brutal disturbing experience but i forgot about it pretty quick and i ate that lamb were we live when you told me that story actually i don't know if i don't we think were. i don't think we were live why, why don't you yeah. just like quickly okay yeah so that's a um or we might have been I don't think I wasn't even. I, don't I just started recording. Right. So yeah. Long story short, I had uh, roommates who were from Saudi Arabia, and I can't remember if the holiday we were celebrating was religious or if it was just an Arabic holiday. I believe it was a Muslim holiday, uh, but I'm not sure. Anyways, they, a bunch of them, and guys their age, all these young men, purchased lambs. They purchased sheep to slaughter in celebration of this holiday. I think it was Eid at the end of. Uh, at the end of Ramadan, they celebrate at the end of the fasting period, right? And so some of these guys had bought their own lamb to kill. And so I watched like two or three of my roommates hold down the sh a sheep and slit its throat. And it was scary, you know, like a lot of blood. The animal doesn't die right away. They're going nuts, trying to run away and, and convulsing on the ground. And the reason they kill them that way is because when the animal's heart rate is up and it's excited and you slit its throat, all the blood goes out quickly which is supposed, it's considered more healthy if you drain all the blood out of the flesh. So It's quite morbid. It's morbid, right? And it, and it messed me up at the time, but not like long term. Like, I didn't make the connection. Like, what messed me up about it was just the fact that I had to watch it. And I didn't even have to. I could look away at any time, but I kind of wanted to see it. I kind of wanted to be like, wow, I've never seen this. And part of it was cool like i don't know i feel weird saying that or admitting that but part of it was cool watching these guys they just you triggered vegans right now all over, i'm sorry all over guys yeah i'm sorry i'm just telling the truth i totally understand why this sounds really horrible to people and it feels it feels weird to me just know that as i'm saying this i don't necessarily feel comfortable with the point of view i'm at right now i'm just kind of evolving and i'm trying to tell the truth it's not like it's not that i enjoyed it but i couldn't help but be somewhat fascinated by it um, they, how fast the animal went from walking around like eh, 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 to literally like completely all the meat chopped up, all the body parts completely dismembered, and you know, um, I just She's really seeing it go from A to Z, like yeah, from, from the, a, a for, breathing life to just like what you see in the supermarket, like just what you've fleshy been lumps. And, you've been taking this for granted your entire life, yeah, and you, and you finally and you finally see. Like okay, like you you see the animal often, right? We we often yeah. we often see oh like look at this field of cows oh and you might think like oh that's what a hamburger is, but mm -hmm. to actually see okay this is a lamb, 
10 minutes later, 15 minutes later, here is a lamb chop. Or yeah, like lamb. and that night we were eating it, dude. We were eating it. And I didn't feel bad about it either. That's the weird thing is, and that's why I want to have this, seek out this experience again is, I didn't feel bad that the animal was being killed. I felt uncomfortable witnessing the brutality. I, I didn't feel ethically opposed. When I put the meat in my mouth, I didn't feel like, oh no, I killed this thing. I just didn't, I just put the blood and guts out of my head, you know? And I have to wonder, like, what if I had to see that every time I ate meat? What if every time I had to eat meat, I had to, like, what if that was the, the law? What if that was the law is that every meat comes with a little digital file of that animal's death that you have to watch? You can't eat the meat until you watch it. I know it sounds crazy, but it's like... I feel like that know, turns so many people off. It would turn me off. I can't imagine. That's why I feel like I have to have this again. It's like, right now, right now, if I decided to eat meat, I'd feel kind of conflicted about it, but I'd get over it. And I wonder if I'm burying how I truly feel about this just because I haven't exposed myself to it enough. Like, I've practiced this out-of-sight, out-of-mind thing, so that's the habit, and so... And, and maybe it's easy for me to say, because I don't feel particularly bad eating this meat, well, that means it's okay to eat it. And I don't know if I've done my due diligence. It, it could change. I think it probably would. I often wonder if I'm one conversation away from being a vegan. I often wonder, like, is someone going to come along and have the conversation with me where, whether it's for morality or just because I just think it's the best thing to do, I'm like, okay, that's it. Part of me thinks it'll happen. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. What about, what about you? Yeah, it's, it's very obvious, like, we don't need, like, if you look at human beings, like, like, kind of objectively, we don't need meat to survive with the technology that we have now, with, right. like, certain types of supplements, supplements and stuff like that, but then I, then you think to myself, then I think to myself, like, okay, but we still, we need to supplement with these things that can only be found in animal products, it, it's very obvious that it is, like, at least, like, it's it's kind of part of us, right? Like, people often make the argument, like, no, human being human beings are fungivores. Human beings uh, um, look at our digestive tract, look at our, our teeth, look at our molars, look at our yeah, canines. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're we're fungivores and such. But then, what? Like, why why is it so catastrophic? to have the absence of B12 in your diet. You know what I mean? Like why you know why is it so catastrophic for you know there's so many di- there's so many different amino acids. So you know what? True. You know. Yeah, these are fantastic questions that I think often get overlooked in the debate about veganism is the particular some of these particular nutrients and because I will say that I'll say I agree with you in the sense that I think eating meat is arguably a part of us. Like it makes a lot of sense that humans throughout our evolution who ate meat and hunted animals had a distinct evolutionary advantage over their vegetarian brothers and sisters. Um so yeah, it's definitely a part of who we are. It's a part of almost every culture. It's a part of the hist- like it's a huge part of uh um it's a part of who we are. Um, but then, I, I, but then there, sorry, what, what no, were you no, saying? No, no, you go ahead. But then there's a, the argument now is like, yeah, it was part of our culture, and it it was, but so was uh, A B C. You know what? So, so was like, 
rape, so was True. murder. Absolutely. You know, I mean, just because we were doing it then, like we, we don't good... we don't need to be doing it now, and that's a True. great point. But something in me, this is all anecdote, and this is okay. all just very, you know, this is this is very personal. Like something in me just feels that some like some amount of meat is necessary. Like, and I don't know. I haven't like went to like a dietary expert and got prescribed this diet that's gonna get all my uh, macros, gonna get all my micros, gonna get uh, it's gonna satisfy me nutritionally. I haven't done that. That's gonna get me like complete proteins, and that's gonna get like I had like it's, there's a lot that goes into this. You know, what I mean, meat is very convenient. You've said something to me before. Like meat is kind of this like arranged like nutrient dense like pro- protein yeah it's pre it's pre-arranged yeah yeah so yeah and in that sense you could say that that might be the reason why it has a dietary advantage over other food groups you know yeah. um i think it it makes total sense to me why humans and not necessarily all humans would crave meat i think that the body is capable of identifying which foods have particular nutrients based on like smell like subconsciously I think that cravings are a natural thing like if you crave let's say strawberries maybe there is something in there that you need and you've eaten strawberries before your body knows that and connects that with the sensation of looking at the strawberry and the smell of the strawberry and that maybe that's where a craving comes from and maybe similarly there's that craving for meat like the body knows this is where we've gotten this particular energy form which we've relied on and which we're used to reproducing and so give us that fuel right but we do know we know a few things about the human digestive tract that's incredibly flexible maybe like one of the more flexible in the animal kingdom we can eat all kinds of shit right we don't have stomachs like carnivores but we can behave like carnivores most carnivores have totally different stomachs and teeth than us they have really really short stomachs so that the meat passes out quickly before it rots and they have teeth that can tear flesh from bone our, our anatomy is not, a, not set up super well to do that sort of thing. The way that we killed animals was by like figuring it out, right? Which arguably you could say maybe we don't have the claws and the teeth, but we have the brain. So we do have the tools to hunt animals. And, and I think that's fair. Um, I think that species, different species learn how to survive based on the food groups that are available to them in their environment. And humans having a flexible digestive system is evidence of that. Like, you'll see people all over the planet who are vegans and healthy or vegans and unhealthy. Vegans who are meat eaters, or I'm sorry, meat eaters who are healthy and who are unhealthy. You'll find people eating everything who are unhealthy and healthy. I don't think that a type of diet is fundamentally healthy. But I am interested to find out, or at least to talk more about, because I feel like this is always left out of the vegan baits. I don't know about your experience, but Let's like it. when it comes to these specific nutrients, do you ever hear like actual solid content, like like a, a, a vegan say like, "Here's why you don't need meat for B12." Or I remember like you know I've definitely heard certain people who I won't name right now make the case for why you need meat for B12. But a lot of these counter arguments, like these nutrients, like certain fats or uh, essential fatty acids, um, you know, the 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 common understanding is that you can only get these things from meat. I'm not so sure though. Yeah. So here here's another interesting point too, is like yeah we have the ability to take synthetic B12. So in theory we can get the we can get the doses of 
the daily recommended dosage of B12 in a synthetic form. Right. But, like, is that is a synthetic B12 really going to be as fulfilling and going to be as useful to the human body as, like, the real, raw, you know, raw form of vitamin B12? I doubt, I doubt it. And, well, maybe in the future, because that's the thing about vitamins is, like, right now the vitamins that they create synthetically are often like they're not the actual vitamin they're an incomplete form of the vitamin and that's why they'll says it in parentheses this like little chemical name right but maybe we will get to the point where we can actually send i mean we're already at the point where we can grow meat we can literally grow flesh without killing an animal right so technically one solution for everything we're talking about is already there it's like you can have your meat you just you don't even have to kill an animal it's just like a fleshy thing that I don't know. Something don't know sketches me out about that. Something, yeah, something sketches me what's, out about what it. Is, what's more sketchy about that than... Never mind. Why does it sketch you out? It just do, it doesn't seem natural to... I mean, I... Agriculture's not natural. That's true. I mean, it's just, this is all me coming from a place of not really being the most informed... That's cool, um, though. Yeah. I, That's I, cool, I, though. this particular on artificial, uh, on like. Brand. I don't really know much either. But what 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 is like the popular brand of that stuff called? Like it's it's. In I don't even know, right? but it is. Yeah, it's in. It's, it's like Beyond Kroger. Burger or something it's like at, that. Yeah, Beyond Meat maybe is what yeah. it's called. It's it's like Kroger. Um, yeah, it kind of sketches me out too, um, but not any more than other things like GMO crops and you know monoculture. And like every vegetable you eat, even if it's organic, has likely been had something done to it. Like organic now these days is like a label that you can basically just purchase from the FDA. The checks for that stuff, like the checks for to make sure these farms that are USDA certified are like, it's a joke. It's, I digress though. Um, it it does kind of sketch me out too. Um, so much so that like when I heard about that 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 wasn't my obvious solution because it would seem that like that's such an easy solution right like oh here's your meat same taste same everything I've tried it it's good yeah it I doesn't believe it. it doesn't taste weird it tastes like chicken but um who knows you know ten years down the road they might be like ah gives you cancer but um about B12 I wanted to get back to B12 because there are a few key nutrients that. Uh, Meat eaters, I don't want to call them meat eaters, but uh, that some people will kind of say in response to veganism, there's a few key nutrients that they'll say, you guys can't get this nu- these nutrients in your diet. B12 is the biggest one. And there's a story about B12 that I think is important to tell that doesn't necessarily mean that they're wrong. They make a good point. But the thing about B12 is, where does B12 come from? It doesn't come from animals. Like, animals, animals make it. Like, you, you, your body can make B12. Or, actually, no, I'm sorry, that might not... Isn't B12, like... B12 is a, it's a, a vitamin that's found in several places, not just flesh. B12 is actually, I believe, and I'm learning about this guy, so do your own research, but... I believe We're that experts. I believe that B12 is made by bacteria. B12 is a substance that is, uh, like, when d- bacteria eat and then digest, like, bac- B12 is one of the things that comes out. And uh, there's this guy, Dr. Clapper, who's kind of, or I don't know if that's how you say his name, but he, was in, he was in Cowspiracy. He was the one, he was the guy that was saying, 
purpose of cow's milk is to turn the baby calf into a 400 pound. You know, yeah, remember this no, guy? Yeah, yeah. He says, he, uh, 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 he, I watched a video where he was saying that um, B12 is made by bacteria and that we used to get B12 from a lot of different places like stream water, which doesn't have B12 in it anymore because we put chlorine in our water, which kills all the bacteria, which arguably is good because you kill all the disease in the water too. But humans who were drinking from clean moving streams throughout history, there was B12 in that water because there was natural bacteria content in the water. Similarly, um, B12 is like when you pull a, a root vegetable out of the ground, the little bits of dirt that are hanging on the little uh, the little roots and the little the film of, of dust and dirt from having grown in the ground that's there that wouldn't have been washed off for all those years when they were eating vegetables that had B12 too so his case is the reason you don't have B12 in a vegetarian or vegan diet anymore isn't because there's no B12 in a natural vegan diet it's because in modern society we chlorinate our water and we scrub and spray the shit out of our vegetables and so there's no B12 and ironically, here's another interesting fact, is that we're supposed to get it from animals then, right? We don't get it in the natural vegan diet, so we get it from meat. But uh, cows are given B12 supplements too. So like, you can eat the cow that got the B12 because it took an artificial supplement, or you could take that artificial supplement. Or maybe neither of those things are ideal. Like, you know, I, I just find that odd. That no, like, it's, it's, these cows that are getting pumped full of all these like hormones and shit to make them bigger and fatter are also taking B12, the nutrient that people are claiming you can't get unless you eat meat. You know, but those cows are, are deficient in B12 too because when these cows, they're not eating grass that has little roots, that has little bits of dirt that has B12 in it, right? They're eating GMO corn. So they're, they're depleted too. So I don't know. It's just interesting. Yeah. And yeah, it's... It, there's there's many dimensions to this and it's it's very it's very easy like i i because i i'm in this weird kind of moral spot it's very easy to become angry at people yeah. who aren't so receptive to these ideas and aren't so receptive to looking at this this type of uh this type of moral dilemma in terms of diet it's really easy to get angry at them however everybody is just doing the best with the information that they have in that given moment so we were talking earlier like I've, this is these are important conversations to have. Like we all know what's going down in factory farming, and if you don't, oh boy, ten minute trip to YouTube or Google. Yeah, just it will take less than five minutes to understand the horrors of factory farming. We don't even have to touch on it. Ninety seven percent of all the meat, dairy, eggs we consume all come from factory farming. So we don't even have to discuss this, and it, and, it, and it's bad. I'm not saying. We're not discussing it because oh we're just skimming over it like it's so bad it's just a given and i feel like maybe that that's good to say is like we're sort of framing this conversation in in context like we maybe, already know. maybe almost like already assuming know. that the average person knows just how fucked up factory farming is right like that's almost like a, a given I, I guess at this stage of at least our conversation no exactly you know yeah so yeah, we, we, we've kind of went, up, went through this whole conversation kind of like beating around the bush of, of discussing factory farming. But uh, the, the fact of the matter is, like, we, the reason that we didn't dive right into that right away is because we already we both know how shitty it is. We didn't even have to go there. But for anybody who does not know how bad factory farming is and you're curious, go there. And it won't take long. It won't take long to get some gears turning in your head. Yeah. 
It's not just meat too, it's definitely eggs and milk and cheese too. It's all interwoven, interconnected, and this is the type of shit that fucking keeps me up at night, people. Like, this is the type of stuff that keeps me up at night. So... This is, this is the kind of shit that keeps me up at night <laughs> when I sleep here at this house. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very interesting how, uh, this is a heavy topic. Very heavy topic. It's a heavy topic. But the be the best we can do is approach. If we want to spread this message, the best type of thing to do is like gentle persuasion and like the gentle revealing of in information. But militants, uh, what did I say earlier? Militant militant acti activism. Activism, yeah. Militant activism is something that's going to turn a lot of people away, and. Yeah, I, I agree with you that. You know, it's, it's it's not the most effective way to spread the message. I mean, it's 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 very effective to just be standing in the, out in public with a video showing a factory farming and kind of like show that to people right on on the spot. But then you have to consider like what what are you doing to the to the mental uh, the mental construct of these people who are who have been living their lives based off of only the information available to them, and then all of a sudden they're bombarded with this, and then it's. And then, but then people will counteract. Like, what about the animals? People will counteract what I just said. Like, what about exactly. the animals? But we gotta be compassionate. In my opinion, we have to be compassionate toward the humans, toward the animals. And if we want to spread this message, and we, and we want to get people talking about whether or not consuming animal products is ethical and moral and sustainable, mm -hmm. we have to start out like having compassion for the human being at first, and not and not making them feel like they're a piece of crap, and not making sure. them feel like you know that they're stupid or are ignorant because nobody likes to feel that way and then they'll just blow you right off and and you might end up causing some uh some some mental difficulty and mental issues and some really deep existential crisis for people along the way yeah i think it's uh this is one of those conversations that it's important to learn how to have you know um not all conversations that we should have are easy ones. Some conversations are fundamentally uncomfortable, and I think it's important not to ignore those conversations because they're uncomfortable. For me, this is one of those conversations because I, I don't feel like I have clarity on it, but I feel like it's important that I resolve some, and around to some sort of clarity eventually, like it seems important to me. And uh, I think that it's that way for a lot of people as well. Or I think it would be if if uh, they could go through the same process that I've gone of, of looking at some of this information um, and not necessarily in a way of like trying to determine whether or not you're a good person I think that needs to be removed from this debate like you can you can argue for you can be a vegan activist and you can argue for the safety and well-being of animals without judging the people who eat animals as bad people and I get why that may be hard to do if you if, if as, a, as someone who loves animals so much that to see an animal die is like seeing a human die I get how that probably is impossible to ask right I think some of these I think some vegans really do feel that way they're so they're hurt and disgusted by the idea that a human could kill an animal it makes them feel like you're wrong so maybe all I can do is ask for patience, you know, because I'm one of those people who doesn't know yet. Same um, here. Uh, and when I say don't know, I don't mean don't know for everyone. I'm not trying to figure this out for all of you guys, you know. It's about, this is just me. Like, all I can do is figure it out whether or not 
I think it's, I feel okay and then, eating flesh. And I can't figure it out for other people, you know? And that's the thing that we kind of danced around, too, is, like, this isn't, like, we're not talking about this issue as if it is, like, an objective truth to the universe. Like, veganism is, like, the beat. We're not trying to discover if veganism is, like, the truth of God or, like, this, <laughs> this be-all, end-all truth. Like, this is a very individual thing. I... I feel like more if more people got educated on the issue, we would start seeing more and more similar similar choices being made, in, yeah. in, like around I this. I think so. But you know, it doesn't. Like the best we can do is be patient with ourselves, be patient with our um, our brothers and sisters. You know what I mean? And just that's 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 kind of like where I where I'd like to yeah. kind of end end it you know what i mean like at least this conversation yeah and yeah if I, and if i were to add one last thought it would be that uh the mindset that i strive for when i'm having this conversation is just being open to change you know never reaching that point where i say oh i figured this out and this is in general like a life hack that works well for me just to not like to to withhold certainty it's tempting to to let that part of, to express that part of yourself to be like, yep, I found it. I'm certain, but I'm uh, especially with this. I'm practicing withholding my certainty. And if I had any advice to people who were learning about veganism, it would be that as well. Is spend as much time as you can withholding your certainty uh, while you learn about these things. And my guess is, which I think you just kind of implied, I think that a lot of people, maybe even most people, if they were to look at this situation with an open mind and willingness to change would overall generally reduce their animal product consumption not for moral reasons not like just based on the evidence of what the cost that it has on the planet and the corruption of the industry and uh you know just by that because at this stage the extent to which i've limited my animal product consumption is largely because of those things like i don't have to torture myself over the morality of this issue to say it makes sense to eat less animal products so i would encourage people to look into it in the hopes that if even if they never dive into like the real deep question of veganism that they at least ask themselves like should i be eating this much meat should i be eating this meat, this much or at least what is the cost figure out what is the cost of, of these habits that we have and is it worth it is it worth it for you that's all and i have to add one last thing too Thank you to all the militant vegan activists out there. Because yeah, for sure. You pe like I know, I, I know, I said, and I still hold this belief that that's not the most effective way of communicating in the long term and creating long-lasting change in society. But these people are getting the ball rolling. These people yeah. are kind of like this, like this, like hurricane that's like coming through. For sure. For and sure. like, oh, like we have to pay attention now. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like a little bit like shaking the foundation. And we need that little bit of shake, you know what I mean? Like we for need sure. we need the foundation to be shaked in order for, you know, the walls need to crumble down a little bit. But then that's when we start rebuilding and we find new new ways and to uh start to build this new uh infrastructure and architecture. And that that's so thank you. And I'm not and I don't bash anybody. I'm just all for trying to be as compassionate and understanding for all human beings yeah. in all walk of life. And I get you. And I'm with, I watch, I can't even say how many hours a day I spend watching like vegan YouTube channels lately. I'm not even kidding you. Like I, this is something that's very, very interesting to me and very, it, it's weighing on me a lot. So for sure. That's yeah. all.
Me too. Yeah, I'm here for the discussion more than anything, and I feel like that's maybe one thing I kind of want to pioneer with a conversation like this is I, I want there need to be more better conversations about veganism. So much of the stuff out there is just like people screaming at each other. And uh, we need time. People need time to figure this out. It's not going to be solved in one fiery debate. So maybe we, that's what we can facilitate here. You know, maybe that's, or at least for ourselves. Like this, this kind of thing is helpful for me to kind of just talk it out. And, you know, oh yeah, this, so. this is this has been great, and I've and I've uh, I've thought a lot. You know, the the uh, ambient sounds of the airplanes overhead and the people walking in and out of frame has has really has really has really focus me in and, and put me in a more meditative state so this is a perfect environment to have this discussion cool shit dude well we'll have to maybe we'll do a part two yeah i'd love to or a part three who knows this keeps going for sure cool beans cool beans arguably if we're taking responsibility for the earth in the same way that we're taking with the veganism we'd want to take responsibility for these animals well-being you know uh we have to figure out which plants we can, which, uh, or tools in general, like which earth technologies we can use sustainably without harming the, the ecosystems in which they exist or, or harming ourselves, you know? Certainly there are things that are, are there for us. Certainly like agriculture has provided huge advantages and we can, we can do agriculture in a way that the earth is chill. I know we can absolutely grow we wanted to. Well, there must be something wrong we with their texting. Get rid of their texting. Oh, extra carbon in the atmosphere and just turn the whole thing into a garden. Yeah, yeah we could. Easily. For sure. Huh? It's, it's, it's a matter yeah. of, you it's a matter of getting go? away from okay. the sort of the waste of science. It's like, yeah, wake up, go work for 12 hours a day, come home, never feel tired of shit, like, get fast food because you can't, like, there's no other, you don't have time, you don't have energy, and you don't know how either. That's the thing, it's like, you know, um, our survival, our, our behaviors of survival are not actually connected to any of the things that make us survive, right? It's all indirect. We do things for pieces of paper with the faces of old dead guys so that we can trade them for vegetables and stuff. It's ridiculous, you know. If, if that shift were there, or, and I'm not saying like every person should Oh, you should. You have to grow your own food. That's the only way to do it. I don't believe that. But I just think we need to know more about that stuff. Like we should be more connected to the process of our survival. More of our daily activity. Like it makes so much more sense to me that eight hours of my day would be set aside for labor that involved the the gathering and preparation of my food and the building of my shelter and so shit like that. Like I can get behind working eight hours a day for that shit, right? Like that sounds kind of fun almost. Like if you could, maybe not, maybe maybe people, maybe some people are like, screw that. I like fucking Ferraris and, and penthouse apartments. But for me, I'm like, I can deal with that. I can deal with eight hours of intense labor if I can see with my own hands. Like, here's the work over the process of these hours getting translated into this process that keeps me alive. Like this shit that I did at five in the morning, I'm, I'm gonna eat it later in the evening. You know, and we're lacking that connection. We're doing shit that doesn't matter to us at all. Exactly, dude. Yeah. That, that's this is another dude. We could just we can crank out some shit. You know what I mean? Like this is yeah, this is interesting stuff.
Yeah, I think with this one, with this veganism one, maybe we'll loose, we could loosely structure a few things, but I'd be willing to bet just letting the tape roll and give time will crank out pretty pretty good material. Yeah, I think about this a lot now. You know, obviously I do, and not and not and not and not nearly, and I I I don't talk about it nearly enough as I think about it. It's too contained right now. I think that's part of why like we press play and just start talking it comes out quite good because there's fear right like i think people who are going through this probably tons of people on the planet going through this right now we're like wow, what do i do but they're afraid they're afraid like they're scared of angry vegans <laughs> and they're scared of make not being not making the right choice or, so so another another this is we also have to think What's a good marketing way to get this message out there? Obviously, this is all for fun right now, right? But what's like something small we could do? Like, what, like what's a good title for this? Like, two normal dudes talk about veganism. Like, what's like a good title for, like, for this type of for this podcast that we recorded? You know, like, what's what's a very simple, small thing, minimal effort we can do to to start getting the ball rolling on, on that what we just recorded? Mm-hmm. Good question. That's why on on, uh, on YouTube I can title my video like how to make quinoa veggie bowl. I, I like the Silverados at Silverados episode one. I titled it "My Brother Smoking Cigarettes." Or I was thinking about titling it um, like "Drunk Guy Freaks Out" or something like mm-hmm. some clickbait. Maybe we should make it. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like especially like for example with the healthy meal thing instead of telling people exactly what they were going to have and or exactly what they're going to watch and risking them thinking something like, well, I don't like quinoa. You just said a healthy meal. It's like, well, everybody wants a healthy meal, right? Or at least a lot more people want a healthy meal than want specifically quinoa. So maybe we could say, we could call it how to decide if you should be vegan to offer kind of like a solution, like, or almost like, oh, are you trying to figure this out? Or like, uh, I don't know, something like that. That's good. Like That's, offering a solution to yeah. a problem, like how to, or uh, how to, f- <laughs> how to, hey, seriously, every day, or we could do like how to decide, just knock it off, no one cares, we, we can say how to decide if you think, or how to figure out if you believe meat, eating meat is wrong. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. yeah. I'll let you. I mean, it's your podcast, but I was just saying that like that's an interesting uh, idea for us to have. It's like obviously we're not trying super hard. It's not like all right, dude. Like we're gonna go yeah. Which no, we, off this thing. Yeah, and we don't. It's. I think it works well that we don't. We're not promoting a specific conclusion. We're just promoting the conversation. We're not saying you should be this. We're saying you should talk about this, or you should listen to this. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. When you when you get it all when you get it all figured out and when you get the link, man, shoot me the link. For sure. I'll, I'll put it on Facebook. I have a bunch of like family uh, members who are just like obsessed with pretty much everything, like every like artsy thing or every like endeavor that I go for that would listen to it at least a little bit of it, so we can like rack rack up some views, you know. And I'm sure, sure I'll, I'll have friends on Facebook who are just interested in yeah. asking the same questions too. For know, sure. So. And in the future, uh, if, well, we should set up 
and prepare so that you can capture the whole thing on camera. Because I think it's good to have these things on camera. I think it's good for people to be able to listen passively, but being able to watch people, like just watch them when they're talking, I think makes it more interesting. Like I would rather, I never download and listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. I want to watch it. I want exactly. to watch their faces. I want to see the reactions. Exactly. So. That, that's 100%. Thank, like, thank God that we only did it 40 minutes because we could, like, I, I kind of was kept eyeing the time and I was like, dude, I kind of want to talk, like, longer. But I was like, oh, it could be Zoom. Like, we got it. We got it. Like, like you said, like, the chapters. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It'll give time, too, to, like, we can post this one and then maybe listen to it and review the and sort of just hear us hear ourselves talk. Will probably help frame like what's what, what we'll say next. Yeah, you know? yeah, that happens to me a lot these days when I do podcasts and videos. I'll listen to myself talk and then I'll realize I'm like, man, I don't even really think some of this stuff that I'm saying. Like as I'm hearing myself say stuff, I'll be like, I don't know if I actually think that. Like it's useful. Hear yourself talk back and be like, do I really believe that? Or like, were those the best words? Do I have better words to say that thing? Yeah, because yeah, I feel like a lot of the time too, like I like I'm trying to like, I try not to get into this part where I'm like, trying to step into like a role. You know, what I mean, I try to be as authentic as I can. Yeah. But out there, you could probably see my energy change. I became like kind of like a little bit more like, like hosty, like or bubbly. You know what I mean? Because I was recording. You know, we we had the camera and the thing on, so. It takes was, time. Yeah, that's that's what, what I'm saying. I yeah. feel it too. Like the thing, it takes time to find your real voice right. when you don't know who's going to listen right much easier now in a conversation like this like you know me I know you it's easy to communicate but when you're like who's listening to this anybody could everybody could everybody I know or nobody I know and all people I don't know like that really pushes you to that spot it's like well what do I really I can think what do I really actually sound like when I talk yeah I think there's no definitive answer I think it's probably kind of, not yeah. I think it's I think it's kind of like what 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 how can we be as authentic to like the true embodiment of who we are deep down mm -hmm. like but also how can we appeal to an audience too you know yeah. find, find a balance how to, yeah how to be understood because if i was and like not, and tell the truth if i was really like trying to be like my jet like i'm i'm tired all the time i'd probably be slouching i'd probably be like yeah dude you know like like i'd be much more probably not as exciting to listen to if i was just like if I was just like, okay, I'm feeling kind of tired today. Let's talk about veganism. Yeah, you know, like I was like really like. So I think there's a balance. Yeah, I think so too. It's definitely a good thing for me to do, uh, to learn. Like it just makes me really analyze myself and the way I communicate. Um, I'll be back from Canada on Monday, so like Tuesday might work. Yeah, do another one of these. Yeah, I have really open availability next week, so... Because next week I only work three days, so... Like, I have really open availability. So we can get get in there, record something else. Like, I could set it up to make sure that... I mean, my, I have battery life, like, maybe, like, set it connected to something so my phone is constantly being charged, you know? Yeah, for sure. And uh, make sure I don't have storage, because I've, I've had times where I've recorded stuff, and, like, I run out of storage. Yeah, me too. Just, like, me too. Yeah, I eventually I got a hard drive, like a 500 gig hard drive, so I could just start saving the footage that I didn't want to save on my phone, but I wasn't sure to like you know, what I'll do with it. Yeah, even 500 gigs is not that much though. Like when you start recording videos, man, adds up. Yeah, adds up. For sure. Dude, good to nice see you, man. brother. 
I had a good time. Yeah, me too, dude. It's awesome. definitely a good one. Another one. Yeah, it was a really, really fun discussion. For sure, dude. All right, drive safe. Yeah, thanks yeah. in a while.